Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the green semi-storm of voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And I step out of the blue of winter. Wait a minute. It's, well, you know, I, at one point I did. But uh, let's keep moving and because uh, Marianne is, like is right here. It's spring to you? It's definitely spring out there. Well, it's officially spring now. Yeah, oh, sure. you're right. Yeah. Uh, I bet you're uh, happy to see that. Uh, you were really well, waiting on it. I was happy about daylight savings time, that's for sure. Well, whatever it is, it's a you know reasonably lovely day. It's not cold really, and it's uh, you know a, lot, a few a few few flowers here and there. So getting a lot of them at the Cool Water Ranch. They're, they're, the red ones are all over the place. Your uh, <clears throat> what is that? The the purple vine, the wisteria that takes oh, over yeah. everything. I've long been saying that the wisteria vine is going to swallow up the whole house like a Jumanji vine and just... It just might. Yeah, because <clears> we <throat> put it right at the end of the deck, and it's it's just gone absolutely everywhere. It, it has a... Uh, everywhere. It has, it has a history of doing that uh, over at Mealy's Restaurant, uh-huh. uh, which literally had co- completely con- covered on yeah. all parts of the male... Uh, it was a pergola, right? Or it, did they have a pergola there? No, that's not what it is. It's... Uh, I. I not that I remember it anyway. It's a well, hysteria. It looks very different now, it was a, that's for sure. A fasteria or a wave? That's wisteria. Like, wisteria. The, the, I was close. Uh, ra- the um, patio <clears throat> is now part of Copper Vine Wine Pub, and uh, uh, it yeah. couldn't look any more different. Yeah, very than different. Than the old Maley's days, for sure. Hello, well, everyone. Well, sure. It is Tuesday. Hello. How are we? Where have you been? Well, uh, I I went to the doctor today. Oh yeah, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just I'm tired of my cough. I mean, I've been. Oh, like, you've got one I've of those. I've been huh? doing this since the end of or middle of January. Really? Yeah. Well, because uh, uh, just about everybody I know seems to be yeah. chopping up everything. Well, when it's been going on Uh-oh. that long, I feel like it's time to check it out. Yeah. So I checked it out, and he said, "Yeah, it's kind of like what everybody's got." So. Yeah. Anyway, that was oh, my big excitement go of the day. Yeah, yeah. not very excited. Hey, you know, uh, we we have an unusually large amount of web uh, stuff on our website, we nomenu.com. <laughs> you, know, you know which one? Uh, I, I've had to rebirth, uh, give rebirth to all of these things because everything is always moving. But there was one thing that uh, picked up about a week ago. Mm-hmm. And that I was really struck by. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody over there uh, grabbed a book full of food-related 
quotes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I looked at it a couple of times. I said, this looks familiar to me. And it turns out it was familiar. Uh, be, and, and the guy who had been sending them over to me, uh, he said, uh, you know, I, I hope you what he had was a, a column of nothing but uh, these quotes, these just good lines involving food. Yeah. And I uh, got to talking with him, and it turns out that he had been copying some of mine. <laughs> so it, it, that was a great way to work that out. So we decided, okay, you can watch yours, and I'll watch mine, and vice versa. And uh, we've got the, the website just riddled with these things. If you dig around a little bit, you'll get more eat-related. You dig around, there's lots to be dug. Lot to be dug. Hey, that's Tom, just... today is... Yep. National Creole Cream. Actually, it's not national. It's no. only New Orleans. No. Creole Cream Cheese Day. Yeah. Good idea. Almost you don't gone really now. Like Creole Cream Cheese? Do you? I don't. No, I don't. What What is the difference in Creole Cream Cheese and regular cream cheese? Well, the cream cheese uh, kind is is a pretty good deal richer than the than cottage cheese, which is basically the same uh, the same idea, uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's more to it than that. I guess if you wanted to make uh, some differences come up, uh, you could. But it's not uh, not one of the great, great things. But there are people who just love it and who are in the supermarket if they can find it. Although for a while there, you could not find this product no matter where you look. Borden was the last to have it. And then even they decided, no, we're not doing this anymore. But lately they've been coming back from some of the small makers of such things on the North Shore. Yes. Uh, So that's been kind of interesting. But but the question I have is, what is the distinct taste difference between them? Okay, imagine uh, you're eating a piece of uh, cheesecake, but it's very, uh, it's not very sweet cheesecake. And you were to compare that with like something that you're just in the in your mind, you're gonna do one of them uh, not quite so sweet, and the other one a so little. So cream cheese is sweeter than Creole cream cheese. Creole Creole is sweeter than Creole. Creole cream cheese and Creole cheese are are pretty close to the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, you could you could uh, make some small distinctions, but it's not something that um, moves me a lot. Well, the there's one dairy for sure on the North Shore that was doing it for a while. Uh-huh. Moths or moths. Motes. Motes. Is that how they say it? M a u t h e apostrophe s. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and they had it for a while, and I would imagine that they still have it because uh-huh. if if you can get Creole cream cheese ice cream at. Uh, the Creole Creamery, then I would imagine that they're getting it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, I, I, I guess that. Anyway, this uh, you liken it, though, on your almanac to something that the older generation liked, but the baby boomers not yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was a product so it's that... An old, another one of those old-fashioned products. Oh, very much so on that. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember when it kind of disappeared... It happened back in the 1970s, maybe 80s is closer to it. Uh-huh. And I remember uh, that the... Uh, so you the, say it's more the, sour than regular cream. Yeah, it definitely is. It, or well, bland. I, like it, it's I a, would kind of like that, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's I, more I, bland, you said? 
Uh, yeah, but this is something that Joe might think is fantastic and, and Buddy boy would think is uh mediocre at best it's it's let's put everybody's it to the audience who likes creole cream who likes cheese? creole cream cheese call us and, and tell us. what is the difference in creole cream cheese and regular cream cheese and do you seek out creole cream cheese yeah how about asking and if us you have where have you found it anyway we have uh had some fun in the last few weeks maybe even longer than that talking about about uh, products that are no longer easily available, although most of them, if you get to looking for them, you do find them. Uh, anyway, we've had a lot of fun talking, a, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, fun uh, just looking at these products that uh, have been pretty much invisible, and so we go looking for them, and we fight them and find them, and then people call us up on the show, and they tell us the two or three ways that they and have they found this. Yeah, so it's 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 kind of fun, really, and I hope uh, you uh, you being you uh, wouldn't mind calling us on the air and you tell me what you have in the way of Creole cream cheese or anything even remotely like that. So what you also have is your edible dictionary today, Clabber. Clabber, Clabber, and and Creole cream cheese are the same thing. Mm -hmm. Clabber yep. is is clabbered uh, cream cheese. Uh-huh. You know when I found out what clotted cream was? Yeah, it, it came I, to you? I finally your, found Was it your father or your daughter? I to find you... out what clotted cream <laughs> was. <laughs> you know, it always comes to things like that, and everybody is struck in. It's whipped cream. <clears throat> that's what it is. It's whipped cream, and it is uh, served with scones. And I didn't realize what it was until I had it over there. And I went, wait a second, this is whipped cream. Anyway, yep. so clabber, I guess, is a cousin of, of Creole cream cheese. Clabber is going bad a little bit, uh, cream cheese. It's like a, is it, does it relate it somehow to buttermilk? Not really. If you had to make a substitution, that would work. Not really well, but it will. Uh -huh. I, I, uh, for example... I make a fairly good number of cheesecakes yes, uh, whenever do. I have parties at our house. Anyway, I always uh, make those, and uh, they are always asking me to, to do that, but they insist on getting those those clabbered cream jobs, whether they call them that or not. Mm -hmm. Buttermilk. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I've done. Well, that's there was, kind of your big key, your key ingredient yeah, to your Yeah, I remember cake. there was one year a few years ago, where I couldn't find any, you know, regular uh, the the cream cheese that you would use to make. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and I found that uh, the uh, buttermilk worked darn near as as well. I and I've used it off and on whenever I I always have it in the in the in the. Uh, we have the largest collection of old buttermilk in the world. You do here at the Coolwater Ranch, I think. Yes. Oh, could be. And I don't know why, because I guess Mary Lee uses it in cakes, but we have an absurd amount of old buttermilk, which you swore at one time never went bad. Yep. Buttermilk couldn't go bad because it was already bad, right? That's, that's right. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think that there does come a point where buttermilk is too old. But if that's true, Tom, that it never goes bad, then make a cheesecake with all that old buttermilk because I hate it pains me to throw stuff like that away. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are doing, you know, the usual blathering on about food. Oh, we could do worse than that. 
Yeah, there was something in nomenu.com today, the lead story. The lead story. I am lead story. The news coming on later. Is about my lunch the other day. You had lunch? At Saba. Saba, we had a a conversation about Saba. Saba. We had a conversation this morning about it, yes. And um, one of the topics of conversation, because this person is a business associate, colleague, and friend. And um, we were talking a little business about the state of the restaurant business in New Orleans, in New Orleans and in general, just the state of the restaurant business vis-a-vis the millennial generation. And she motioned around the room at Saba and was noting a particular clientele there. Yeah. And I was marveling that I had two meals that day. One of them was lunch at Saba, and the dinner would be at the Bonton Cafe. And that the clientele at each of those places could not be any more different. And, of course, that was true. When I arrived at the Bonton, it was just, it might as well have been another planet from the one at Saba. And so I'm kind of fascinated by this, and I know I've mentioned it once before, and it was probably a banana pudding with vanilla wafers dish left on the buffet called the food show. But I'm going to throw it out again because it was really stark to me on Friday how different. Stark on Friday. mm -hmm, How different those, those groups, how disparate, that's the word, how disparate those groups of people were. Uh-huh. And I wonder if, does anyone else go into a restaurant? Well, I mean, this could be true anywhere, like a store or um, a church or anywhere. But, but a restaurant, you're there for a while to really observe by sitting in one place. So does anyone else notice the clientele, the other diners in a restaurant. The other diners. Yeah, hmm. with any with any real intensity. I mean, I do because, like I say, I'm a frustrated sociologist. But hmm. does anyone else walk into a place and you go, you know what, I just don't really feel comfortable here because I feel out of place, i.e. the other diners are completely different from you. And I, I don't know if that, that would be – a reason to not go someplace, but there are restaurants where the clientele is a real mixture of people and other restaurants where the clientele is almost homogeneous. Homogeneous? And, and if it isn't the kind of people that you are comfortable with, does that affect your decision to stay or leave i mean it doesn't usually for me but i do notice clientele in restaurants and i do think that there is a certain kind of restaurant that attracts a certain kind of person and Mm -hmm. that in and of itself sort of perpetuates the same thing so in other words if you go in there on monday Anyone else that was in there on Monday returns the next Monday because they felt comfortable or vice mm. versa. 
Anyway, 260-6368 is the number if you would like to chat about that. I just thought I'd throw that out. Throw it right at me, but don't hit what me. what I hope will be a buffet of a show today instead of a buffet. Oh. That hmm. does, uh, you would be able to help with that. 260-6368. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. And we invite you to uh, just go to our website. It's Tom at nomenu.com. However, you can just sit here listening to the show here, and you'll pick up most of what we talk about here. This is a very thick book, and I had forgot that I bought it a long time ago. The Parker's Wine Buyer's Guide. This is a guide to the wines of the world, literally. And the man who wrote this, uh, when he wrote this, the first time I saw it, I wondered how they were going to move it to anywhere because it's so <laughs> enormous. And if you ever wanted to look up a, uh, a, a wine uh, and you, you need it desperately, uh, call me and I'll just look it up in this thing because, believe me, it is in the book. There's no missing it. Uh, Thomas. Yes, I'm. Congratulations. Today is sort of an anniversary for you. It is? How, yeah. What did I do? This was the day that you I, – I referenced this thing that you were doing in a piece last week on nomenu.com about Slice where I actually – laid eyes on you for the very first time at WW it wasn't it wasn't WBYU it was WWIW WWIW that's the one that was on St. Charles <laughs> yeah. right yeah it was WUBC for a while too okay it was WWIW when uh-huh. i was there it was and a, I, it was an uh, <laughs> old music uh, from the 30s it was old that's for sure and, and it was terrific <laughs> it was a good show i always thought it was good yeah i remember that you arrived the same evening that i had just gotten chewed out by umpteen callers for saying begin the begin when they begin <laughs> the begin it brings us a night I'm to sorry, call it proper the rimba kind of music. and they told to me yeah. I, I, I don't know the music, so you don't have to worry too much. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you were there that night to load up or to uh, record one of your little vignettes that you used to do. Uh, uh, well, let's ask our, our com- compatriots. Huh? Yeah. Doug or listeners? Doug, uh, we, we, uh, this what? was what was going on. In You were running the, the, uh, the room, the, uh, the index. Yeah, I was a DJ, yeah, which and, is hilarious. And uh, there was something that got bumped out of position, yeah, and you was, asked me oh, to come right? over, and yeah. if I could change whatever it needs, because uh, there's something wrong with this. Uh, and there was like the something wrong with it, but it life. wasn't really long with it. It was, wasn't too bad, and I took a look at it. I didn't even have to turn it on. I just looked at it, and I flipped it over to the other the side and then we went away you made a note in your uh notes that uh i was a nice looking guy mm-hmm. you told me that i didn't tell that <laughs> to anybody else but you 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 yourself told me that uh-huh and we were all in our 20s and trying to make life happen and yeah. uh, there we are and what happens but a bunch of clabbered cream yes for sure (laughs) anyway today tom is the first one of those that you ever did on the coffee pot it started Mm -hmm. with the coffee pot if this is jogging your memory at all you did your first radio vignette 
which is which is what you were there that night for because you weren't really on the air you were just doing these vignettes oh yeah that's my that was my job back then yeah and I, so you I, I did uh, you did them for five several, of them a week yeah and so you uh, were there to do it do that but your first one of these was actually something that you did today for the first time ever in oh. 1975. Oh, tell me, tell me so I'll get it right. And it was on the coffee pot. Mm-hmm. And it was at WGSO. Yeah. At That's w- it. That's it. I'm just looking at your almanac. That's an interesting no, wait, little the, tidbit of information. The, uh, the that what was at WG? Uh, it was at WGSO what today. Was? Well, you were um, you were at WGSO for the beginning of your career. That wasn't. Did you do the vignettes before you actually got a regular gig? Yes, but you could took, take one more thing on WWNO, which was the, uh-huh. the radio UNO, station yeah. at UNO, which is where I had been. Yeah. And uh, I went in there, and I had a couple of ideas about doing a food thing. They never would go for that. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, You mean to do, <clears throat> to do a show about food? To do anything <laughs> about food. Uh-huh. They just thought it was ridiculous, and people uh-huh. who were going to do that would be like uh, – yeah. Uh, stuck on it or, you know, something yeah. like that. And I, so so did you talk them into a little vignette at WWNO? WWO, no, they wouldn't okay. go for anything. So then, so then the first gig that you got was at GSO doing the yeah. vignettes. Oh, okay. It, right? was, it was a little uh, opinion piece three times well, it was like a, a week. like a restaurant review. The vignette was like a restaurant review. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it was like a yeah. radio restaurant review. And uh, then the second thing was uh, an actual restaurant review. One of them was just like uh, I, I gave some opinions about all kinds of stuff, not just food. Oh, God. And, and I only got away with that because <laughs> the station the station was uh, running short. wild opinions. They didn't have enough uh-huh. things like that uh-huh. in there. And they said, why don't you take up this? And I said, how about this food idea? And uh-huh. they said, ooh, that, you know, that might have some some filter. Some possibilities. Okay, yeah. so yeah. so you this is then the first day that you officially did the first one of those food restaurant critic review of yeah. restaurant vignettes on WGSO. Yeah, something like that. And it was the coffee pot. That's the first the one you did. Pot. Going to the coffee pot. That's right. It was the very first one. The coffee pot. Too bad the you don't have pot. those anywhere. Yeah, it really is. I, it turns out I do have a lot of the scripts. You do? I don't have them recorded. I have the scripts, though. Where? Uh, I was digging around in my my office. Do you really? I really do. I've, as a matter of fact, do I they also... They exist at this they day. They exist. They exist this day. And the uh, <laughs> I, and even know what envelope it's in. The, really? uh My favorite of these were some uh, just really out there kind of things. And You're going to uh, have to put your finger on those after this show, Tom. Yeah. Well, the coffee pot was one of them. You're definitely going to have to. The, you're going to have to find that for me after this show. The red onion was another one. Oh, my gosh. And there was one of it. There were three, uh, three I did a week. Wow. And how is it that I remember things like that? In <laughs> don't remember things that are so like much. something I just told you yesterday. Well, I am not a neurosurgeon, so two six zero six three six eight is the number you are listening mm-hmm. to. You know the usual blather about food. Yes. Here on WWL HD two, mm-hmm. I'm just sort of plumbing the depths of your almanac here. But I do have that important question, or at least it's important to me, and I did get a text from someone. I I get so many texts Mm -hmm. during the show from people who want to comment 
but don't want to go on the air for one reason or the other. This one is excused because they can't go on the air right now, but hopefully later. Um, The question is, if you are in a restaurant and Uh, I make a run for it and you walk in and you just say, these are not my people. And you you automatically assess a place by the clientele because it's absolutely true that there are certain restaurants that attract certain clientele. There's that's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, in this city now, since Katrina, there is definitely a hipster element, and um, and you see that at certain restaurants, it's very clear, and then the rest of the restaurants are not, and it's it's just kind of fascinating to observe that, mm-hmm. and and I was particularly struck by this. Friday, because on Friday, I had lunch with someone at Saba, which definitely is a place that would attract the young global cuisine kind of clientele. And then at dinner, I had dinner at the Bonton, which was nothing but traditional New Orleans families who have loved the Bonton for generations. Oh, how did it that was go? big tables of kids and grandparents and everything in between. And it, it just could not have been more stark to me the difference in those two groups of people. And I think that there are probably lots of other places for whom it's not so it's not so uh, stark like most restaurants I think probably you will have a mix of people but there are certain restaurants that definitely do attract particular be it old or young be it you know like a biker bar for example there's a place on the North Shore that that really attracts bikers and they're the the first you walk in that's the first thing that you see it's a long bar and it's it's like it's a biker bar mm-hmm. and then the restaurant in the back yeah. might be doing something totally different mm-hmm. but you go through the biker bar and it's like wow i've seen that a few times yeah i mean it's yeah. interesting it's like what is it about restaurants that attract certain kinds of people I don't know. Be it old, young, hipster, biker, you know, whatever. But, I mean, there's a saying that goes back, I'm sure, to the beginning of the time, birds of a feather flock together. And that's true. I think we do associate with certain groups of people. And, Only in the association. And it's it's interesting. Does that affect your willingness to go back to a place if you walk in and can't really identify with anyone else in there. <clears throat> uh, you, know, you know, I think I have I've known some people who are omnipresent, uh, eat anything, try anything, or, and when I say anything, I mean everything. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I can't get my head around it uh, even to begin. Yeah. So, but to each his own. That's uh, why I guess there are yeah. more well, than. 
you know, we went to I went to uh, we went to NOLA last week. Yep. And that was just a, a, a mix of just all kinds of people. Yeah, it, it was a good mix. It wasn't any one particular kind of person in there. It was absolutely a mix of every kind of person. So it's interesting. Why does NOLA have a mix like that? And Saba has pretty much a homogeneous client. You know, the the opposite of that would be the the elder situation at the pepper mill, mm-hmm. which a lot of people were put off by because there were so many old people there. That's been going on at the pepper mill forever. For as long as I can yeah, remember. Yeah. Um, you know, I think does a good job, uh, which is not as hip a restaurant, but also is a, just a mix of everyone. Mm-hmm. Porter and Luke. I think that they're. Yeah. You it's a huge there, menu. You go in there, you see kids, you see young people, you see a yeah, lot of old boys, people. You hamburgers. See, you just, it's a regular person kind of place. So I'm just kind of curious, what is it do you think about certain restaurants that attract just a specific kind of person? 260-6368. If I knew that, I would have a much Maybe more much successful radio richer. show. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This is Tom Fitzmorris on The Food Show on WWL Radio, also, 105.3 FM. Uh, through? I haven't done that one before. 102.3 F. Well, you you got to give yourself this time. You never repeat yourself, that's for sure. Bang. You just, it just... Anyway, it's nice to be here with you talking about food with Mary Ann and, uh, and everybody... Marianne and Marianne Anne. Anne. Yeah. And Anne. Is that your, yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Uh, Tom, boop. what is shirashi sushi? Try to say that. Shirashi sushi. Uh, shirashi sushi, I, if I'm not mistaken, I might be. I haven't been going to sushi bars the way I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the kind of sushi where here's the piece of, of, of uh, chicken. Oh, not chicken. The piece fish. of fish, and here's another <laughs> one, and there's another one, and they're split apart by, you know, maybe an inch or so. And uh, this sets up a difference between the two, so it looks like a, a, a bundle with a lot of just scattered about. Is Whereas, it the same fish in the inside? Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, now, I might What's be, the point of that? I might, well, just to, to put it all there and not have to do the heavy, heavy design. Uh-huh. It would be one reason for it. Okay, um, folks, um, let's uh, let's do a little sarashi sushi here. It is wait, all wait, wait, Doug. Ta- let me hear you say it twice. Sarashi sushi. You know that's hard to say, isn't it? It is. It yes, really is. Yes, it is. Yes, hard enough to do it once. That's right. It's easier to read than it is to say. But anyway, it is all kinds of different uh, fish, or and uh, things like that, all on a bed of rice. Instead of being uh, wrapped around, say, oh, or okay. on top sure. of on top of a rice ball of some kind or another, it is on a bed of rice, usually served in some kind yeah. of a wooden vessel, square. I I had a feeling that I would blow this one and not uh, get that one right because I didn't, and I knew darn well what that is because when I go and get sushi, that's usually the way I get it because it, it's it you carry your own basket and everything uh, is. Well, together. what is Jirashi? Is it is it a place? Well, is it what I thought is it, it a, was? Is it a place that it's named after? It is a style? mode of presentation. It's the presentation of how the sushi is presented to you. 
Okay. Yeah, it is yeah, the but way. what I'm saying like is a basket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. So a chirashi is a basket. And it has some, some eggs in it, and it has some vegetables of various kinds. But it has everything is already mixed as opposed to most sushi uh-huh. uh, where they they do it right in front of you, put it, and then put the second thing right next to them. And, it's, and they roll it. Some it's not like a roll. Them. Come on. There's no rolls in, in, no. in that at all. It's just the, it's just the raw whatever. Okay? All That's right. it. Okay, on a bed of rice. Nothing more. That's it. Wow. Tough. All right, tough, anything uh, else? On the, on the, on about, the line today. How about Creole cream cheese right now, huh? It Creole is cream cheese. It's made right. with skim milk, buttermilk, and rennet. Skim milk, yes, buttermilk, and rennet. rennet. Yes. Now, cream cheese is made with cream instead of buttermilk. So uh, th- that's the difference between the two. Now, with the rennet in there, it is a little bit more tart than cream cheese is. Uh-huh. It's what? So it has nothing to do with rats. No, no, no rats. No, no, no rennet. Not at a, not it's rennet. not even yeah. spelled that way. You know, I was thinking about things that are disgusting uh, last night. It's not night. disgusting. No, it's no, not no. that bad. No, no, not rennet, but like if it was rats involved in it. Um Last night, and I've done this frequently, in order to ingest the proper number of vegetables, I have taken to um, to boiling bone broth, as in chicken bones, and then um, we go through a lot of rotisserie chicken here, and the chicken bones always go into a pot, and I throw vegetables of every imaginable variety in there. <clears throat> There are people who get excited about a lot of things. I'm embarrassed to say that I get excited by the amount of vegetables, the different kinds I ingest in the course of a day. That's kind of sad when you think about it. Well, why would, anyway, what would but possibly be wrong with eating more vegetables? Yeah, but like to be as titillated by it as I am, there is something wrong with that. So anyway, I boil this pot yeah. of chicken bone broth with all of these vegetables in mm-hmm. it. And I like to count up the number of vegetables. Anyway, uh, and I will I will drink like a cup of this, especially if it's a cold day, frequently. Okay, so uh, I I've been using after I take a cup of it, I've been putting more water in it so that I could just make it up. And then it reminded me that it's the bone broth version of a sourdough starter, which I think is kind of the most disgusting thing I can think of, a, sour, a sourdough starter. And I, I am absolutely nuts about sourdough. It's probably my favorite bread. But the idea of a sourdough starter is something that I have to push way, way down in my consciousness in order to eat sourdough. But I was just thinking about that as, as kind of what I was doing with the bone broth. You just, you know, keep, you keep the same thing on the stove and you just keep adding some water to it. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. As usual, we are talking about nothing. We're talking about food in all kinds of bizarre connected ways. Did, uh, <laughs> when we were talking about the sushi thing, what was the name of it again? 
I'm not trying to sneak uh, one in. Shirashi sushi. Shirashi Don't make sushi. me say it again. Shirashi sushi. Yeah. Try to say that two or three times. Shirashi folks. sushi. Shirashi sushi. This is it. <laughs> this is the word. Uh-huh. And and this has been my favorite kind of sushi for quite a while. Uh-huh. I just haven't gotten it lately, so it made me seem foolish out there. So you're going to go uh, ahead and get some Chirashi so next, sushi So next time soon. I go to uh, my favorite sashi place. Chir- <laughs> you see, your tongue's already messed up. Chirashi. It. Here it is. Chirashi. 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 Chirashi sushi. Chirashi. That's a toughie. That's a real toughie. Two six zero six three six eight. We will not be fielding your attempts to say that. You have to practice a little bit before you yeah. call up. <clears throat> All right, I can stand up to that. Yes, we were talking about Creole cream cheese and clabber and buttermilk and all of those cream kinds of things. If mm-hmm. anyone has anything to say about that, what is monkfish? Monkfish the- is a species of <laughs> fish that lives largely in the Lake Pontchartrain and the and the. Uh, the Mississippi the bayous, the huh? bays, the bayous and bays around yeah, here. Yeah, all of that, and uh, it is. A, Do you a, like it? Is it a white fish? It, it is actually quite good, and it's it doesn't look like any, and it kind of ha- has this evil look to it. It has a this. Well, by the time it comes to your plate, face. only the insides are there anyway, so it's not like you yeah, know what, that's, that's what its legitimate. face looks like, unless it's one of those big, whole, crispy I'll, fish. I'll bet you that there is somebody listening to us right now who loves Oh, wait a that, second. What? Wait a second. Is that the thing that GW Finns has as a dinner every, no. whenever they get it? You're I think very it is, close. Tom. It's very close. What What you're thinking about... Uh, is uh, it's a goofy looking fish it is a very strange looking fish and it also has a second name and that is uh, it's uh, lobster fish and uh, in New York City they make a big deal of it whenever they can get it yeah that's right And now it's going to drive me crazy. Are you sure it's not monkfish? Because it, it's it's related, and if you ate it, you would you would like it. It's uh-huh. it's it's this ugly looking, monstrous looking fish, uh-huh. but there's really not a lot to it. But it does have a good flavor, really good flavor. And is it like a flaky white fish? Is it a thick it's, fillet when it comes to the table? It's only is about it? this big to begin with. Uh huh. <clears throat> And then it has pull, you know, it, it, like fillets almost. You can uh-huh. pull them out of the sides, uh, and that's that's. Is how it we're... normally fried or sautéed no, or grilled? Broiled, broiled more than any other that uh-huh. I've seen, anyway. And does it have a, a flavor similar to, like an oily kind of fish, or is it a light flavor? It, I, if I were going to put it into a category, it would be oil. It would be the one. Okay, and yeah. that's kind of like, what is that other oily fish that you really like? Well, uh, let's see. I don't want you to get into the story about it, but there's a fish that you Habit? you constantly reference. Halibut? As, no, Tom, not no. that one. That's Halibut. not an oily fish. That I love that fish. So that's Me a too. flaky white fish with a mild flavor. Naturally, mm-hmm. Doug will roll his eyes at this. But you're not here, Doug, so I can't see you roll your eyes. But uh, I don't really like oily fish. <laughs> I like. I like not everybody I'm does. I'm one of those people that 
would have been a good test market for the um, the fillet of fish because I like fish that doesn't really taste well, that much like fish. Well, there's a quality. There's a quality of these fish. Except for salmon, I do like salmon. That that uh, it doesn't. You know, it really doesn't have any true fact uh, about what I'm going to say. But but if you decided to that it 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 was uh, it messed you up a little bit. Uh, there is this to put before you: uh, the male. Uh, <laughs> Of these fish, often are getting are being eaten by the uh, by the females. And it's when it's a common when the, story, isn't when, it? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, you just yeast it and spit it up. That's two six zero six three six eight. I mentioned a little while ago Chirashi. about my lunch. What? Chiroshki. No, Chirashi no. sushi. Hey, Chirashi sushi. That was pretty yeah. good. I've been that was I've a perfect been exercising. One, yeah. Chirashi sushi. Yeah. It's tough, I gotta say, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was talking about uh, lunch at Saba, which was the featured article on nomenu.com today. And what was it? Say it again. The uh, the lunch I had at Saba. Saba, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I mentioned in the article was that I prefer Shia. Yeah. To Saba. And I was uh-huh. also going to throw out for people to call if they had a preference of those two. And if they did, what it was about each of them that made them prefer one over the other. <clears throat> because the food is very, it's very similar, uh-huh. but um, but the vibe is very different. And, uh, and I just was kind of curious to see if anyone else has chosen one or the other of those when they are looking to have food like that and if you have what were the determining factors in making that choice all right let's get back to the the fish uh, chirashi sushi chirashi sushi anyway <laughs> sabab saba uh-huh. i i i can't tell you i'm nuts about it yeah it's a good place it's a little expensive uh, indoors can be really brown and really actually. loud in there, uh, uh-huh. but I, I would say every time I've been there, I've enjoyed it, and also uh, <clears throat> the people who are with me. Yeah. And uh, let's see, there was one aspect of it too that, uh, uh, and as you know, there are <clears throat> several of these that kind of grew out of one of them. Uh, just kind well, of. Well, Shia became yeah. Saba. Yeah. And the food moved over. Yeah, Shia, yeah, that's the that's the good one for my money. But I agree. I prefer Shia over Saba, and I was wondering if other people had that feeling too. And my question would be why. <laughs> well, if they they want it because they they're trying to get the information. That's why. I will say that I think that um, that I prefer Shia because I think it's more of a locals hangout, <clears throat> yeah. and it's got more of that eclectic clientele than Saba. It's not nearly as hip as Saba. It was hip when it opened, but it's not as hip now as it was. And I I like that. I mean, I like hip, but I like not hip, too. (coughs) That makes sense. 2606368. So monkfish Monkfish. is... Something that I should try when I go to a restaurant if I see it. Yeah. Would you it's see? Would you see a monkfish? 
What? Would you see a monkfish any place other than a place like GW Fins, for example, where they have every kind of imaginable fish? You wouldn't see it a lot down here, but you certainly would at GW Fins. They, they, they. Well, they they source their fish from all over. All over the place, but they have some things that you never see any other place. Other mm, than that's there. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And I think this monkfish is actually something that they build a dinner off of. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that they they have a special, and it's one of those, we're talking about crispy whole fish. Crispy whole fish. We were talking about crispy whole ah, fish. And, um, and I think that that is one of the things that they do there. They do a specific presentation of monkfish, and it is fried whole, and it's crispy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Anyway. I'm with you on all of this. Yeah. 2606368 is the number. So, of our budding buffet of a show, <laughs> the following things uh -huh. I would like some calls on if anyone would all be right. interested in Let's doing. Let's see what that. we get. Do you like Creole cream cheese? If you eat Creole cream cheese, where do you find Creole cream cheese? Local supermarkets. Is the answer to that, not so much the ones that are in the na national, uh, you the know, national uh, chains. Well, yeah. Rouse's for sure would probably have it. Yeah, they would. Because that would that's they, the they ultimate, would. they're they big would, into they their do. local stuff. Very yeah. big into mm -hmm. that. Um, that's the first question. The second one is, I was struck on Friday by who was it? The I'm going to fix him. <laughs> the two meals that I uh, had, one of which was at Saba for lunch, and the other was at Bonton for dinner. And if ever there were two different kinds of places to attract two different kinds of people, those would be them. And it was fascinating for me as a frustrated sociologist about what it is about certain restaurants that draw certain clientele. Mm -hmm. And this is a self-perpetuating thing. You have the restaurant, you have the clientele, you have new people that come to the restaurant, they'll either feel comfortable there or not, and they become a regular or not. <clears throat> and then your restaurant becomes sort of a draw for a certain kind of clientele that is associated with that clientele. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I was wondering if other people noticed such things, and if they do, are they affected by that? Like, would you ever go to a restaurant <clears throat> and look around the room and say, you know, I'm not going to stay here because I just I don't feel comfortable here? Uh, if I were a restaurateur and somebody told me that, I would say, okay, well, we ought to take a look at our work a little bit, perhaps. But that's a nice thing to hear from a customer because they don't like to hear complaining. Uh, well, you think that's a good thing that a, that a restaurant has a particular clientele and there's an aura about it, which is that's not... That's it's like there, I'll tell you another place that's really really like that yeah. Levy, Levy Baking Co. Levy Levy it's a it's a little bakery. Uh huh. <clears throat> it's a bakery 
on the side street. I want to say Ninth Street off of Magazine. And um, it is it is divine is the only word for it. It is it is flaky. It's like a flaky fantasy. I mean, puff pastry done to it's that nice, huh? It's it's done to perfection. It's on the left <clears throat> levy side of Ninth Street. Ninth Street and where is that? It's it's you know that you know that building you know where Rum House is, which is another mm-hmm. one that's definitely yeah. Uh, attracting specifically younger people, but it's also got kind of a mix of people, too. Everybody goes to the Rum House. I don't know why, but they do. But um, Levy is across the side street, and I I love, love, love what is in the case there. And I feel like I've just come from another planet when I'm there. I totally do. I absolutely do. But I still go in, and I don't stay, but I do pick up the food because it's great, and I, I really like it. <clears throat> but anyway, a good Saba, tip, tip, I hope? Saba yeah. is 180 from where I had dinner at the Bonton, and mm-hmm. I just find that a fascinating thing. The Pepper Mill has that going. Yeah. Uh, they've been, quote, food is, plagued it's a by the, thing. quote, old person thing forever. But their food is good. Their food is and, good. And their office. Their food their, is their, good. Their uh, source. Um, what, what source? What are you talking about? But it's like, it's like an old person would walk in and they'd say, okay, I feel comfortable here. And so that's kind right. of that's kind of really perpetuated itself it really to has. where the yeah. clientele there kind of is run off if they're not that, which is unfortunate. And that is, uh, that's the other example of the extreme that I'm talking about. Porter Luke, a good example of one that runs across the board. It's it's that like you know, hey, we're real people here. We're not any one particular thing. We have kids. We have parents. We have elderly people. We have everything here, and it's uh, it's interesting that there are certain restaurants that do that well, which I think should be the goal to have a really eclectic mix of diners. Yeah, <laughs> but, I do too. Um, but if there's one particular kind, I definitely do notice it. Yeah. I definitely do. Loud. Is when, uh, that's oh, what Tom notices. It is. Uh, it's time to take a little break for the, let's see, the, top of the devil hour mask. News. And, uh, the top of the hour news. We'll be back for another hour after that. Two six zero six three six eight. If you want to pick up one of these banana pudding dishes off of mm. the, let's make it a buffet. We can really right, knock sure, it out of the park the next hour. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.